Hey, 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 Kevin Guthrie here from Radio New York, delivering another one of our COVID-19s and mental health podcasts. Uh, we have a guest with us today, not in the studio because I'm not in the studio, uh, and we're not allowed to be together, but we have the lovely Katie Humphrey. Welcome, Katie. Hi, Kevin. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for being here. So I put a shout out and asked if anybody had a story, a COVID story that they wanted to share. And you step forward. Just so people know who you are and where are you from, what do you do? So I am from Newark. I currently live in Newark Mm -hmm. with my husband and two kids and an array of pets. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I am now a virtual assistant. Um, So I run the Virtual Advantage, um, which started as just me. Um, yep. as a virtual assistant at the beginning of lockdown. Um, and as of this morning, actually, I've just been in talks with um, a lovely lady that I know that runs a social media marketing company, and we are now working together. Oh, um, wow. To kind of provide a, a whole array of services to the lovely local folk of Newark. That's brilliant. Well done. Thank so, you. So it was nice to land a contract, isn't it? It is, yeah, and I think it's a really exciting partnership actually, um, because her expertise is marketing and yeah. social media, um, whereas mine is um, kind of admin and um, organisation yeah. um, and things like that. So it's going to work really well together with the current clients that I've already got, yeah, um, and then obviously new clients as well. Brilliant, well done. So you step forward because you had a story. Yes. What's your What's your COVID story? <laughs> how's How's it been for you? Um, I mean it. It's been up and down. Yeah. Um, I think it was a real eye opener um, for me. I didn't realise quite how run down and burnt out and stressed I was. Right. Um, until lockdown hit, and then it forced everybody to stand still. Um. So I before was working um part-time so i'd work half nine till three and then obviously i've got two young children one at primary school and one at secondary school um so you know you do the school runs you take them to clubs or the different clubs every evening um i'd started uh painting as well doing abstract painting oh nice Uh, (laughs) just just as a hobby in my spare time but it, it became something that i really loved to do yeah um and i just i didn't have any time uh I mean, you, you know what it's like when you've got kids and you, you're running here, there and everywhere, yeah. trying to work, um, carpooling and, and all sorts. And when lockdown hit, and obviously, like I said, you're forced to stand still, I, I realized how exhausted I was with everything. Yeah. Um, and I, I needed to make a change. Um, and obviously, I didn't want to change anything in the kids' lives. So I didn't want to stop them because <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be very fair. Not really. So it was a bit of a mean mummy if I did that. Um, so I decided to have a look at my work-life balance. Yeah. Um, and even though I, I only worked half nine till three, um, I worked for an engineering company um, doing planning and HR. So organising the engineers' calendars who are based all over the UK. Yeah. Um, and doing HR for the company, which is an incredibly stressful job. Um, and I did love it. I, I enjoyed it, but it, it was a lot. Um, and, 
you know, working for a company, there's always limitations. Yeah. Um, and you are, you know, stuck in the nine to five, aren't you really? Yeah. Um, so I kind of woke up one day and decided to set up my own business. Wow. And I just... Just like that. Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, luckily for me, in a way, um, I had the foundations of the Virtual Advantage created. Yeah. Um, probably about five years ago, I um, was completely run down. Um, I had some issues in my past that I hadn't dealt with, and I was just mentally not in a very good state. Yeah. Um, so my husband, we had a conversation, and he said, just quit your job. Um, so I was working in Nottingham. My daughter was just one at the time. Um, and I was, you know, leaving the house at half seven in the morning, getting home at half six at night. And I was just, just in a bad place. So he said, quit the job, you know, hand your notice in and just take a year and sort yourself out basically. Nice. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's fantastic. Um, so that's what I did. I, I quit my job and I just kind of, thought about what it is that I like to do and Googled it really. (laughs) (laughs) So I just thought, what am I good at? I'm good at bossing people around. organized. (laughs) Um, I like things, you know, being in order. I like lists and and managing projects essentially. Um, I like admin work. My background was in kind of sales, account management, admin, that kind of area. So I just kind of Googled like, what can I do for myself um, that, you know, that incorporates those. And I, and I found a virtual assistant. Yeah. Um, so I set up the business, but I spent a year doing all the, the pretty side of it. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> like crea- little- the creative side. Yes. Yeah. The creative side. So I think I, I think I spent about three months making a a wonderful website and it was, you know, the bee's knees. It looked fantastic. Yeah. Um, I spent ages doing a logo. I got all my contracts sorted. Um, and I think I probably worked with maybe two clients in the whole year. (laughs) Right. Um, so I didn't actually make any money, but it was more of a, you know, a cathartic, something to give me a bit of focus. Um, like I said, I wasn't in the best, you know, headspace. Um, as you know, I came to see you quite a lot. Um, (laughs) and you, you helped me through all the personal side of things. Um, and then I think having the, the VA business set up just gave me, um, something to do in the day to occupy my mind and, you know, keep me going. So I, um, I started working with a gentleman in Newark, um, who did, uh, he was a leaflet distribution company um, and he wanted me to help grow his business. Yeah. So I kind of got really, really excited, went all in. Um, and about a month and a half after we started, he disappeared into thin right. air um, and didn't pay me. And it was, it was towards the end of the year, Christmas coming up, my daughter's birthday's in December. And I just thought, if I can find a job, you know, yeah. nine to three that fits with the kids, I'll do that. It was yeah. kind of a panic mode. Um, reaction really but I, I found the job at the engineering company and like I said I was there for about three years and and it was fantastic but having that year put the uh, put the foundations in place for me now yeah that I could just wake up and be like 
I'm going to set up a business now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it was, it was actually quite helpful. So, you know, I'm really glad it all happened that way because I had all my contracts ready and I had the logo and the, you know, the website name and all the stuff that takes a bit of time. um, I already had in place and I'm a bit of a hoarder. So I had everything uh, saved. Kept it all. Yep. Kept everything. So I, I just woke up and I was like, right. So I'm going to do this now. Um, and I joined uh, MIBA Newark, yep. the, the, yeah, the Mums in Business Networking um, group. And I went to their, it, you know, it, it all fell into place. And I'm a great believer of everything happening at the right time. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, everything that has happened over the last couple of years happened at the time it was supposed to happen. Yeah. And it was all leading me up to where I am now. Yeah. Um, so I, I joined MIBA and literally the next day they had a networking event online, obviously. Um, and I joined that and, and I, I, I didn't want to, because I was, <laughs> I was absolutely terrified. I thought, you know, who am I to join and say, Oh, I'm a virtual assistant and, you know, come and be my client and let me help you out when, you know, it's imposter syndrome, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I just thought, no, I need to do it because if I don't, then I never will. Yeah. Um, so I, I went to one of the networking events and, um, I got two clients off the bat from that. Wow. Straight away. Yeah. So that was, that was day two of business. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. And it was, you know, absolutely terrifying. Um, because you know, they contacted me and we said, oh, let's have a chat. And I, I booked a, you know, a kind of a scoping call with them to make sure that we were the right fit and I could help yeah. them with what they needed. And um, we had the scoping call and the whole time I thought, please, please don't think I'm terrible. <laughs> you know, please, <laughs> please don't realise it's day two of business. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it, it went really well. And I've um, been to a couple more of the events since then. And um, I've had a few recommendations and I am you know, technically fully booked now. I'm completely at capacity. Um, that is amazing. It, yeah, it was astounding. Considering I'd done this for a year, a few years ago, and managed to get, you know, two clients um, to being completely fully booked within two weeks of starting. That's incredible. And it just, it does go to prove that you have to be ready. You have to be mentally ready to be able to do something like that. And maybe those years ago, you, you just weren't quite there. Uh, to, it feels like you were there to be able to do the creative side. Yeah. You, you definitely have uh, a very, a, a kind of a large, a large part of your mind is very creative. Uh, and that's what you expressed that and you allowed yourself to do that. Uh, just on a side note, you must always be creative. You must, all, you must always have an outlet to be creative. Uh, yeah. It's really important. I think, I think that's what my painting is. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of the work I do is creative because I do social yeah. media content and, and yeah. writing and things like that. But um, on a personal side, that's, I think that's why I started doing um, abstract painting. Yeah. Um, I mean, my house is full now <laughs> of canvases that don't really go anywhere, <laughs> don't really fit anything. No. I know, I love that one. <laughs> that's mine. That's my creativity. Yeah. You know, creativity comes in in so many different forms 
even like, like building the website, which a lot of people would think was technical, but actually some of it is technical, but some of it's also really creative. What colors and shapes shall I use and how shall I make it move and slide and, and, and all of that. But even editing the video that we're recording now, for me, will be part of my creative, just yeah. to take it in somewhere and, and try and make it uh, visually appealing for the, the people that are watching it. So creative is re- creativity is really important. But then you also have this very structured, organized, listy side that mm-hmm. helps you be the creative assistant that you are. Not creative assistant, yes. virtual assistant. <laughs> I like creative assistant, actually. I might, I might steal that. <laughs> that's quite good. <laughs> it was a Freudian slip, that's for sure. So maybe there's something in there. So, so through all this, through the, the world go, goes into pandemic and you launch a business. Yes. Hello. <laughs> You can't come in here, sweetheart. Look, you're on the video. Just go and play. Sorry, can you edit that bit out? <laughs> I'm not going to edit it out. I'm going to keep it in because, because it's hilarious. <laughs> well, this is, I think, probably been my biggest struggle, launching a business in lockdown with two young children, is they don't seem to understand. You cannot come in here for 30 minutes. <laughs> I'm, I am so not going to edit this out because it's 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 real, and I just I just wonder how many how many uh, people working from home. I nearly said mums then, but that's a little bit sexist. How many people working from home have experienced that? Do you know I, what I mean? I think all of them will have done at some point because children don't listen. <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant, and, we, and just for anybody listening, we did not set that up. It was absolutely real. Oh, yes, 100%. And I can guarantee it'll happen again as well. <laughs> so, yeah, I, it must be, I mean, I live in a house with two little dogs, but that's it. But it must be really hard to to have kind of woke up one morning and go, I know what I'm going to do today. <laughs> I'm going to set up a business. Uh, but then have the two kids there as well. Yeah, I mean... There are struggles. Um, I'm quite lucky in the sense that my husband worked from home anyway. Right. Okay. Okay. Before lockdown, so he's quite well versed in in you know working at home. Yeah. Um, Although he gets the office and I get the dining room. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I have said to him though, you know, now I've got my own business and I'm working from home. We're going to have to convert the desk into a two seater so I can come and sit next to you and we can work together. How did he take that? Not well. <laughs> his his uh, compromise was, how about we just meet for coffee? <laughs> uh, so I'll meet you in the kitchen at 10.30 and we'll have a coffee. Um, have, you got, have you got enough space in the garden for a garden room? Um, no. Um, technically, yes, but we have a big trampoline for the kids, so I would have to remove that. Uh, and they, I mean, I would like to, but... <laughs> um, yeah, get rid of the trampoline. But uh, I think we will change the office at some point. Um, but because he works at home anyway, he's really good at, if I say to him, right, I've got X, Y, and Z on yeah. today, you know, I need the kids to, you know, not be around. Yeah. We're normally quite good at syncing diaries and he can make sure that they're not being too noisy. And yeah. I can do vice, you know, the same for him when he's on his, his demos and stuff. Yeah. Um, so over the last... Three months, I think it's been. What has been the worst moment for you? What's been the hardest? 
work-wise or personally? <clears throat> Either. Um, personally, um, my son's father passed away. Okay. That was a tough one. Yeah. Um, that was only last week. Particularly in terms of the, uh, the funeral, of course. Yes, so that that's at the end of this month. Right, okay. Um, so that's been um, quite difficult to navigate. Obviously, yeah. my son's 12. Um, so we've been trying to kind of figure out, well, how, <laughs> how to deal with it, how to how you manage live it. with it and how to manage it. Yeah, of course. Um, and then um, I think that it's just, it's a scary time. Yeah. Um, I mean, his his death wasn't related to the coronavirus, um, but my father works in one of the big hospitals in London. Right, okay. Um, and he ended up getting coronavirus. Luckily, um, he wasn't serious. He never got serious enough that he had to be yeah. in his hospital. Um, but it's a scary time, do you know? And yeah. I think as a parent, making sure that you have the kind of the equal balance with your children, that they understand what's happening, but yeah. they're not terrified. Um, it's so, so difficult that it's it's really hard and and we live in a, a cul-de-sac and two doors down there's another family um with a daughter the same age as mine and a boy about a year or two younger than um than marcus and they have forever played outside played yeah. together you know they're always at each other's houses just in and out um and they can't do that now and when they see each other out on the bikes and they all rush out and you kind of rush out after them and you're like, not too close, not too close. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's hard to get the balance between scaring them and, and making sure that they're safe. Um, I've, I've seen one or two examples whilst I'm out of young people that you can just see are terrified. You know what I mean? You can see the fear in the face just in shop, uh, shops, supermarkets. Yeah. And I, I, need, I do get it. <laughs> But I really admire what you've just said. It's about getting that balance, that balance between not terrifying them and not mm-hmm. setting up health anxieties, which is uh, highly likely moving forward, but keeping them safe at the same time because you want to keep them safe. Exactly. Um, and one of the big things for me with the kids and coronavirus is, is looking after their you know, mental health and their mental well-being. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was one of my biggest factors in deciding whether Scarlett was going to go back to school. Yeah. Um, because she, she had the opportunity and, and I did decide to, to take her back in the end. Yeah. Um, but I was concerned about the effect it would have on her because we'd done quite well with her in terms of not terrifying her with, with coronavirus and, and the lockdown. Um, and I was worried that if she went back into school and, you know, it's all cornered off and the teachers had masks yeah. on and, you know, it's like, don't touch, don't play. You can't do this. You can't do that. But I was more concerned on the impact that would have on her yeah, as opposed to how worried I was about her being in contact with other children. Yeah. Um, I've said all along that people have to make decisions and choices based on their own personal circumstance. That, that part's really important. And there is, and I've said as well, that there is no right or wrong. It's just people making different decisions. Uh, but you have That's to do what's right for you. You do. And everybody's circumstances are completely different. And everybody's mental well-being is completely different. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, that's parents and children and, you know, people that don't have kids. Yeah. Um, and I think we were at the stage where we all needed a bit of a break. Yeah. Um, 
you know, you love your kids more than anything in the world, but sometimes you just don't want to hear them. (laughs) (laughs) I I just, I don't want to hear the word mum. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just done with it. So, um, yeah, so she went back to school and I think it it got a bit easier for everybody. Um, she's only there two days a week, but even, you know, two days a week, nine till three is. It's a break. It is. Um, and it means I can get on with some work as well without being interrupted. So I've been organizing all my meetings for those two days. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, right, we can zoom in peace. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's amazing that so you literally woke up that morning and went, okay, so this is what I'm doing. The next day was the networking meeting. And then all of a sudden you're full. Just incredible. Absolutely amazing. Well, it just is. It's a real, it's a real positive story from what has been a, a, a really dark time for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what I wanted to make it. Um, cause I, I like to be busy and I like to be doing things. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't like to just be sat twiddling my thumbs yeah. and, and I just thought now is the perfect time for me to do whatever it is I want to do. You know, yeah. I, was, I was on furlough, so I had the, the opportunity to do that. Um, and I just thought, you know, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to. Yeah. Um, and yes, I was terrified and, you know, I had, and I still have imposter syndrome and you think, Oh, you know, am I actually any good? Um, but you, you just have to take that leap because if you don't, then you never will. Yeah. Um, and I, I just kind of thought, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. You know, I can, I can go to a marketing event a networking event, and I can market myself and I might not get a client, Yeah. but then I'm in the same position that I'm in today. Yeah. You know, so nothing really would change if it didn't work. I still have my job, um, to, well, to go back to after, um, lockdown. And I just thought, I, you know, I knew in my gut that I could do it. Yeah. And I think it's really, really important to just trust your gut and trust your instincts. And my instincts were saying, this is the time, this is your time. Um, so I just, I just did it. Um, and I'm also doing a, um, a couple of courses at the same time. <laughs> of course. <laughs> why, why not? Business isn't enough, <laughs> being fully booked. Um, so I've started doing um, an NLP diploma. Yep. Um, and I've got a uh, business coaching course next Wednesday. Oh, brilliant. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that I will be able to grow from not only being a virtual assistant, but being able to be a business coach as well. Yeah. There's a big, uh, there's a big market out there for, for both of those areas. So, so that's, that's brilliant. Uh, just picking up on something you said then about trusting your gut is so important, mm-hmm. but the, the way we do that is by self-belief. So you have to have that level of self-belief in place for you to hear your gut and then believe it. Because yeah. who would have thought that we would have gone, oh, yeah, I heard my stomach. And then I went, yes, what I'm going to do. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. You, we have to, we feel things. And they, they say now that we have three thinking areas of the mind, of the body. It's the mind, the stomach, and the heart. Because if we can feel things in the heart as well, it also has the capacity to think and store memories. So a really li- li- little bit of psychology there for you. <laughs> Google. Go on. I was just going to say it is it's it's so important to trust yourself, and I think yeah. 
you know, everybody has their own intuition yeah. and everybody has, you know, their, their gut. And yeah. they, it, it's just learning to listen to it. And it's, it's taken me a long, long time and I still have a long way to go. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm by no means an expert in, in intuition and trusting your gut, but I just trying to ignore the niggle in your head. You know, the one that says, yeah. Oh, you know, do you really think you can do that? Like, is it really a good time? And it, if I know, I'm just, I'm just learning to go with it. Okay, yeah. Actually, no, this is right. I know this, this is right. Yeah. You know, this is my time. This is what I want to do. Um, and then going with it. But then I think <laughs> because it's different for everybody and I'm yeah. quite a, a, I don't know if bull in the china shop is the right phrase, but I listen to my gut and then I run with it. And I'm just like, right, well, I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this. And and I get a bit ahead of myself sometimes. Right. Um, so I've had to learn to listen to my gut and make a plan, but don't necessarily run in head first. Okay. You know, too far. Yeah. Um, but again, it, it feels like you're creating a balance there. It feels like your biggest strength at the minute is you hear yourself. So we were talking about imposter syndrome and you were just talking about kind of intimating imposter syndrome again, but with imposter syndrome, as long as we hear it, mm-hmm. then we can begin to unpick it. It's when we don't hear it that it, it, yeah. gets, it gets to run its wicked way with us. But what you're doing with all of those instances is hearing it, unpicking it and going, oh yeah, maybe I'll just shift it a little bit. So. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, so good. It's, I mean, it, it's something that takes time. Yeah. Um, you know, it, you know, these things, they take time to, to learn how to do it. And especially yeah. if you've spent years listening to the yeah. imposter in your head, yeah. um, it can be quite hard to differentiate between what's an imposter and what's, you know, yeah. truthful. Yeah. Um, but I, I've just tried to go with the thought that if it's negative, yeah. I don't need to listen to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I just there's, need to kind of channel that positivity. Yeah. There's a little phrase that I use and it's hear it, challenge it, change it. So we have to hear first. If it's not healthy or helpful, uh, which is my other two favorite words, then we have to challenge it and then we change it. Yeah. Um, they, they will appear on a business card soon, a little bit like that one. <laughs> I'm working on it. That's my creativity is creating cards like that. <laughs> Katie, thank you so much for being here. And thank you no, so much for sharing your story. Is there anything that you would like to leave our listeners with? A little nugget of inspiration. I would just say have confidence in yourself. Yeah. Um, because you know your strengths. You know your expertise. You know what you're good at. and don't compare yourself to others don't yeah. let things that people other you know other people say to you plant that seed of negativity in your mind just have that focus on what you want to do what you're good at yeah and and go with it because you know people buy from a person mm. um and if you've got the confidence behind you then there's there's i just don't think there's any stopping people yeah there's no stopping you you know just have have confidence in your ability um, and just run with it. Yeah. Self-belief is so, so important. Yeah, 100%. And if you can't do any of that on your own, then go and, work, go and sit with somebody that can help you work it through. 
Exactly. You, you know, you don't have to do it on your own. Setting up your own business can be quite daunting mm. at the thought of, you know, being sat by yourself. But there's loads of networking groups around. There's yeah. you know, Business Club and MIBA and, yeah. um, and there's loads of small businesses. And if anybody is, you know, they can, you can always reach out to me. I'm happy yeah. to, you know, sit and have a chat and we can have a Zoom and pretend that we're in an office if somebody needs it. Yeah. Um, oh, bless you. <laughs> That's brilliant and great and great uh, little words of uh, wisdom there at the end. So thank you so much for being here today. No problem. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Uh, we're going to close now. Remember that I am looking for guests for these podcasts, personal or business stories, anything Corona related at the moment. Uh, give me a shout on Go Through Therapy's Facebook page and I will get back to you. As I always say, be kind to yourself and be kind to everybody around you and please be safe. Take care. Bye-bye. Radio.